Welcome to the Small Business Surgeon Podcast, the show where we dissect the businesses of top producers, examine their growth strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. I am your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of the Small Business Surgeon. I'm your host, Samuel Smith, and I'm here today with a new friend of mine, a guy I'm very very glad to know uh, Mr. Mark Zalmanoff from Mark Z Fitness and Nutrition up in uh, Frisco, Texas. Welcome, Mark. How are you doing today, man? Sure. I am good, man. Happy to be here defrosting from our snowdemic. I know, right? Yeah. It's been like the coldest uh, ever. Now, you know, these run, uh, we're recording this uh, Friday the 19th of, uh, of February, and uh, it's uh, it's been the coldest week on record. So uh, how did you fare up there in the cold, Mark, up in Frisco? <laughs> Oh, we were so we have this thing called the Frisco bubble, okay. which means like all the real bad stuff just avoids this area, which is awesome. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I had intermittent power, but I still had hot water. I still had a gas stove. And I was fine. It was totally yeah. Fine. Yeah. It was about the same here, here in town. We, we had intermittent power and stuff, uh, intermittent internet. Uh, I definitely picked the wrong week to break my phone. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> So um, you're in the uh, you're in the fitness space, right? Fitness and nutrition. Is, yes, I've uh, I've been coaching since 2003. Oh wow! That's I've been a... doing this for a really long time. Why aren't you fit? Because <laughs> I like to eat like the rest of us. <laughs> I like that. I like that hat as well. Uh, for those of you listening on uh, on the uh, iPod, there he's got a hat that says "Make America." fit again i like that um man i wasn't going to start there but tell us a little bit about make america fit again because that looks very much like a uh, like a campaign slogan for something man. <laughs> so you know a few years ago when uh when trump was running with that i don't know you know it, it has a good ring to it he's a great marketer i mean mm-hmm. you know love him or hate him that dude knows how to market things tremendously tremendously well he's the best and uh <laughs> And so it started off as this kind of joke. Like I started doing hashtag make America fit again when I would post things. And, and at some point I was like, you know, it'd be kind of cool to have the hat. And I got a guy that makes apparel for me. So I reached out to him. We got the hats made. I started passing them out. And what's really interesting. And, you know, we're in Texas. So, you know, big conservative state. Right, right. Most people don't read the hat. So when <laughs> I wear this out in public, they think it says something. And so I, you know, I get these, it's always these old dudes like, I like your hat, son. (laughs) (laughs) They're not even paying any attention to what it actually says. But, you know, for me on the marketing side, it's recognizable, it's polarizing, it draws attention. And when you're, when you're marketing your business, you know, there's, there's two schools of thought. Like you either try to cast this huge net and drag everyone in, Mm -hmm. which usually doesn't work. Nope. Unless you're unless you're like Amazon or Walmart. Right, right. Or you draw that line in the sand and it's not a political statement for me, but but it is something that that triggers people. Right. Mm-hmm. But what it's done for me is it's really drawn in the crowd that I want and the people that resonate with me. And it has nothing to do with politics, but it's a it's a mindset. There's some sense of humor behind it. And, you know, we all want to do business with people that are like minded. So it's really it's been a great you know, ploy for me to really market myself better, get my name out, you know, get people sharing the hat and hashtagging and all those things and draw attention to me. And, and like I said, really have the right people in my circle that, that I want to do business with. 
Man, you just hit on something that um, I've been taught through uh, Apex, but uh, I know is super important is like finding the right crowd of people and uh, just leaving the rest of them alone. You know, you attract the ones that are like you, you attract the ones that you want to work with. And uh, I think that Make America Fit Again's done that for you. And for those of you that can't see, his hat is a complete takeoff of the uh, Trump's <laughs> campaign uh, slogan. It's the red hat with the white uh, with the white writing, same font and everything. It looks uh, it looks good. So uh, politically, though, um, <clears throat> staying out of uh, of that, 2020 was a very defining year for business, especially the fitness industry. So let's touch on that because it, it really changed my business. Uh, uh, initially, it was a, uh, a kick in the crotch, so to speak, but it really changed my business uh, much, much, much to the good uh, for 2020. So tell me a little bit about uh, the gym industry in 2020 and in particular your business and how did the COVID shutdown change what you were doing? Yeah, so, you know, there's there's this circle of people and, you know, you and I are in apex and, and we can share a little bit, you know, about what that is later, but, you know, part of, part of the, the culture that we run with is do the damn work, right? Mm -hmm. like, oh, you, you can know, swear on this one. Yeah. It's, it's explicit. There's a little thing on it, <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it's, it's, you know, doing the work and, and, and constantly looking at how do you, how do you improve your services? How can mm -hmm. you scale your business? All those things. Right. So several years ago, I started doing online coaching. And, and for those of you listening, like I own a brick and mortar gym in Frisco, Texas. I do small group and personal training. So I do in-house training face-to-face -face with people it's five days. It's absolutely awful and I hate it. <laughs> Can't wait to have you back in, man. I, I did. I did. I, I, I really actually enjoyed it. Um, I did. We did some circuit training and it was uh, it was good. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to not be the fattest guy in the room anymore, man. You go to these meetups and it's just everybody's everybody can bench like 300 pounds. I'm just sitting there going, well, I should probably stop eating this pizza then. But, uh, sorry. So Mark owns a brick and mortar gym. Go, please <laughs> yeah, go back to that. So, so several years ago, I started doing online coaching because it was a way for me to scale my business. Mm -hmm. It was a way for me to help people that, you know, were geographically undesirable and really expand what I do and, and expand my impact. So I have systems set up for that. This isn't a, like, I'm not training people through zoom calls and all those things. Like I have a, I have a clear cut system of how I produce this online training. So when last year hit and things started shutting down, man, I held on as long as I could. Like I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to shut down, damn it. And it got to a point where like, I wouldn't have shut down. Like if it was totally up to me, but the optics of it probably wouldn't have looked really great. Right. And I honestly think a lot of my clients probably wouldn't have cared either, but it was the responsible thing to do. Mm -hmm. So I remember it was March 23rd. So I, like I said, I held out for a you while. You held out for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was the last day that I had in-house clients. Mm -hmm. And two days later, I had all those people set up online, systems in place, expectations in place. Everyone knew where to go to look for what they were looking for. And, and it was this smooth transition. And it was because I'd been doing the work prior to that and not even knowing what I was preparing for, but I was preparing for that, right? Right, right. So my business went on smooth as could be like no, no lack in service. You know, if anything, I was over delivering because I wanted to make sure I was staying connected with other humans and making sure that, you know, people had all the resources they need because mm -hmm. a lot of the, the in-house stuff is about the community of people. 
Right, right. So we were doing Zoom happy hours and just, you know, organizing things to help us all stay connected. So that lasted, I don't know, six to eight weeks. And on the back end of that, you know, I, I slowly reopened the gym. Everyone was happy to get back in and I never skipped a beat. But here's what happened. So a buddy of mine and I, we have a Facebook group that's for fitness professionals. It's right. Like it's geared totally towards them and helping their business. And when all this hit and all these gyms were getting shut down, what we quickly, quickly realized was most coaches had no fucking clue what to do. I mean, just absolutely lost. Well, that, that would be the typical business owner, though, because most business owners had no clue what to do either. You know, yeah. I mean, you were you were surrounded by top guys and you, you figured out pretty quickly that online was was where to go to keep it going. But um, a lot of guys, they, they didn't have that kind of resource behind them. So uh, I, ca I can't so much blame the gym owners. It's <laughs> just everybody else. Everybody was kind of clueless, you know, yeah. to figure out that and, transition. Yeah. And so what ended up happening was we launched another business to help fitness professionals. So, so you now this you other coach guy coaches. I, yeah, we coach coaches and, and it's not, you know, we're not teaching other coaches how to train. We're teaching them how to run a business because, you know, there's so many great fitness coaches out there who have no business sense. And, you know, none of us signed up for that. Like, you know, I went to school for kinesiology. I got a degree, mm -hmm. you know, I went and got all the certifications and everything, but in none of that, did anybody ever talk about business no, and, uh -uh. you know, a, a P and L sheet and, and, you know, how to set your backend systems up and how to have automated processes to communicate. Like no one ever talked about any of that. So those of us who, you know, we're fortunate enough to get in a realm where we have people around us to go, Hey, this is how you yeah. run a business not just coach people, you know, we're the ones flourishing and everyone else is left behind. And I'm like, no, I like, I love this industry. Like it, it really is part of who I am. And so this business was born. We have something called the fit pro collective and it is, it's coaches from all around the world. Like we have coaches in different countries oh, wow. and we help them, you know, with their mindset, we help them with their, their foundations and systems. We help them with client acquisition and client retention and it's awesome because, you know, we've seen these people step up and go, oh, like I can keep working and I can actually help more people and I can provide a higher level of service and actually make an income. <laughs> because <laughs> I can't tell you how many broke trainers I've known over the years that, you know, they bartend over the weekends yeah. or they, you know, they Uber, they do all these other things because they're not making enough money to sustain a quality of life from coaching, but they really, really love coaching. So, you know, the, to me, this whole pandemic was such a blessing because it allowed me to expand my reach. It allowed me to start giving back to an industry that's provided, you know, really, really well for me mm -hmm. and, and just help more people. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's truly my mission in life is to make an impact of, with the people that I cross paths with. And, you know, no matter what realm that is, whether it's fitness or business or lifestyle or mindset or relationship or whatever, like, you know, I've, I've learned that the, the trials and tribulations that I've gone through, I can always use those to help somebody else. And even if it's just some empathy along the way of, hey, I know what you're going through. Like, right. I get it. I've, I've been there and it sucks. But trust me, there's, an, there's another side of it that you can get to, too, if you want.
Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more, man. And it's it's strange, you know, the more I hang out with uh, guys like yourself, the more my mission becomes passing on what I've learned. I mean, this is why I put this podcast together. It's if, man, if people can learn from our mistakes and they can uh, they can shortcut some of that pain, then uh, then so be it, man. Um, yeah. And like you were saying, um, only 10% of running a business is the specialty. Uh, 10% of it's actually doing the training or, or painting the house or being the electrician or being the attorney. It's, it's 90% that's, that's actually uh, running the company that we never learn except for when you jump in and, uh, and start being an entrepreneur. Yeah, so, you know, I, I say it often, like the easiest thing that I do every day is to literally train people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the yeah. simplest part of it. And, you yeah. know, after you've been doing it for almost two decades, like it's just second nature to me to walk in the gym and I got a plan for everyone in place. Mm-hmm. And here you do this and you do that and you do this and let's go. Same That's here. the simplest part. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've been involved in real estate one way or another for about 15 years. And the uh, the easiest part of my job is is buying or selling real estate. Like it's easy. <laughs> it's the rest of it that goes with it. And, right, um, right. you know, in, in, in teaching and in coaching, hopefully I can give some of those lessons uh, back out. So talking of lessons and being a business owner, you were a personal trainer for quite some time before you were a gym owner. How did that transition come about? So, well, I, I'll give you the background. So when yeah. I, when I graduated from college, um, I started working at lifetime fitness mm-hmm. and when I actually, I started at Bally total fitness, to be honest with you, <laughs> that's how long I've it's been. been a, it's been a while, huh? Yeah. I worked at Bally. Um, but very short, short lived uh, stint there. And the first lifetime fitness in Texas opened up near me in Plano. Mm-hmm. And so I got a job there. I managed to get hired on that staff. So I was there for about three and a half years. And at the time, the company was private. They were still a privately held company. And at some point in my time there, they went public. And then that, you know, that means everything changes and right. nobody can do anything they want anymore. And at some point, I was just like, you know what? This isn't for me. Like, I have a good clientele. I'm ready to go out on my own and, and do this. So actually I, I left the gym. I took my clients with me and a buddy of mine and I plotted out to open a gym. Okay. And, and we did, and it was terrible. Like, <laughs> you know, so, so, you know, you and I were chatting a little bit before about, mm-hmm. you know, failing forward. So this was my first venture into really like owning a business. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and how old were you? What? 24, 25, somewhere. Yeah. Some, I think yeah. probably around 25 or so. So really young, I had no mentorship around me. I had no leadership around me. All I knew was, well, my clients bring me this much money every month. So surely I can afford to buy a building, right? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and in hindsight, you know, like all the red flags were there. Like, you know, everything that, that told you, eh, you probably shouldn't do this. This isn't a smart decision. Just ignored all of those things and did it anyway. That's exactly how entrepreneurs think. So, you know, no foul, no foul there. That's that's like, dude, that's how we all started. Like, you know, it's like what could possibly go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Besides everything, right? So, so we opened the gym and it was fine for a couple of years, and then the the stock market crash of two thousand eight happened. Oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And and that's when a lot of our business started to change because those people that were paying you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars a month kind of went away. I was paying, uh, I was paying eight hundred fifty dollars a month for one-on-one training in two thousand eight, yep. and I lost my job. I was, uh, I was working in oil field legal uh, in real estate law in the oil field, and um, I went from comfortable mid six figures to nothing overnight. And uh, yeah. one of the first things to go was the trainer. 
Yeah, straight Absolutely. up. That was it. And, and I get it. Like, I understand. And, and especially at the price points when we were, mm-hmm. you know, the whole industry was essentially one-on-one coaching. Yeah. You know, it's a luxury. I'm not, I won't shy away from that at all. So, so we had this gym, we started to change things. Eventually the rent got to be too much. We shut it down. We did the, the old midnight move out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do, you do what you got to do at the time. Yeah. And and we we kept trying to make it work and you know it was trying to force the square peg in the round hole and 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 eventually i just left the whole situation and i was renting space from other gyms like i was just operating out of other people's space because you know i'm i'm in frisco texas where real estate mm-hmm. is not the cheapest no sir and warehouse space is far and few in between so it was really you know when i looked at okay what type of business do i want to operate Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like the, the relationship side of what I do. I like knowing my clients. I like knowing their strengths and weaknesses. I like knowing their kids' names. I like knowing what they do on the weekends. You know, like all the things that surround their life. Because to me, it's not just, just giving people a workout and a diet plan. You know, I, I, I really want people to live a healthy life. And that means everything. That means relationships. That means spiritually. That means financially. You know, it's it's really the all-encompassing picture. And I know that if I need to run a facility where I need 200 people to make a profit, then mm-hmm. I lose all of that. That's like, true. I don't know every, yeah. You know, I don't know everybody by name anymore. I don't know their strengths and weaknesses. I, I can't look at them and tell they're having a bad day and I can go say something to them or just be with them. Like, I can't do any of that with that many people. So for a really long time, it just, I, I couldn't find anything in this area that made sense financially for me to invest in. Right, right. So, you know, a, a few years ago, something fell into my lap. A guy that I knew that that was owned a gym up here, him and his family were leaving the state and he was just going to shut the whole thing down. So what I ended up doing was basically just acquiring his assets and a few of his his clients and just took over the space that he was in. So it was, you know, it, I believe all things are meant to be whatever, yeah. good, bad, and indifferent. Mm-hmm. And it was just supposed to happen that way. So I'm literally, you know, one day I'm in somebody else's space, you know, occupying a corner, you know, <laughs> trying to stay out of everybody's way. Yeah. And literally the next day I'm stepping into my own facility again. It is crazy. And, and you know, not, not that it hasn't had its share of, of struggles and hardships as well, but it's just been such a blessing to be able to, you know, feel like I'm in control again, as much as any of, of us can be in control. Yeah, for sure. But but not have to worry about, well, is this gym going to shut down? You know, and that was always in the back of my head. Like if I'm working in somebody else's space mm-hmm. and just leasing space from them, like what happens if their business goes out of business? Yeah, good point. Good point. So, you know, to be, like I said, to really have some control over it again and know that you know, I get to determine what happens in here. I get to do the layout of the gym. I get to determine who comes in and out. You know, it's such a great feeling. And it and it really has helped my business immensely over the last couple of years to flourish the way that it has of having a physical space to operate in and, and you know, bring people like you when you're in town to have you guys come in and, and enjoy some of that as well. So it's uh it's been awesome. Yeah, I really did that actually enjoy <laughs> working out up there. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think they can work out well on their own. And uh, I generally work out by myself. But having that coach, having that trainer, having somebody just pushing me that little bit extra and being in a group of guys 
uh, not wanting to be the weakest or the slowest or any of that. It really, it really <laughs> did help to kind of pick up my game. So, man, obviously talking to you and just listening to to your story, you've obviously got a lot of uh, of passion uh, for this for this business. Can I ask, man, was there a point that you you realized that you had a passion for it? Where does that passion come from? Because with a kinesiology degree, I don't think you were ever a fat kid, were you? <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. Um, it's funny when I graduated high school, I was super, super skinny. Like I was like the little me, it, me and my two best friends were like some of the smallest kids in our graduating class. Mm-hmm. And our freshman year, the team, like you know, we had this unlimited meal, eat as much food as we wanted, so we'd eat. And, you know, we'd go, we'd go have, um, we'd go play flag football and we'd go play racquetball and we'd go lift weights. Like, it's like, all we do is just eat and work out. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I got in really good shape then. Um, you know, the passion thing is interesting. And it's funny because I was just got a call with a client of mine this morning. We were talking about, mm-hmm. you know, doing what you're passionate about. And there's different that's, schools that's life changing. Thought. there's different schools of thought because in one aspect, you know, you hear that quote, like do what you're passionate about. You'll never work a day in your life, which is horseshit (laughs) because there's always going to be components of what you need to do that you do not enjoy doing. Correct. And, and I think a lot of us are working towards, you know, delegating those things and outsourcing some of those things. But as you're growing a business, like you, you need to be the one to figure some of this shit out so you can relay that message to the next person go, okay, here's the, here's the process Absolutely. because I know this works and I know that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I remember watching my dad, my dad was a salesman, pianos, shoes, transmissions, cars, like the real estate, that dude sold everything. And, and I watched him growing up. Like he, we owned a car lot when I was a kid. Oh, nice. And, and I watched the way that he interacted with people, the way that he, the way that he spoke to people, the way that he presented his business. And it's not like he ever sat down and said, here's how I do things. Mm -hmm. I just watched. Right. And I watched him operate with integrity and operate in a way that he would want people doing business with him. Absolutely. You know, you know, I'll never, it's always in my head, like any car that we had on the lot, he would always say, I won't put anything out there that I wouldn't drive across the country myself or that I wouldn't put my son in and let him drive anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and that always stuck with me. And, and at the time, I don't think I, I understood it all. But as I got older and started to understand the sales process of any business, regardless of what it is, I was like, oh, now it makes sense. Yes, sir. You know, and that's where the, the, the integrity and the consistency and all those things came into play. So, you know, I, I don't know that he, that he loved the car industry, but he just operated in a way that you're like, I, I like that. There's something about that that I want. <laughs> and so I remember, you know, I worked for him when I was in high school because he needed the help and yeah and I always wanted to do a good job for him and then I remember I worked at a uh, linens and things which that doesn't exist anymore either that's that uh, like bed bath and beyond yeah that doesn't sound like somewhere you'd work but <laughs> yeah it, w- it was the job through college right right and I wanted to do a good job there so regard you know I, I wasn't going to be in retail management forever I knew that for damn sure 
but I still operated with this like internal passion. Mm-hmm. So if you really want to go back to where it comes from, it's probably my grandmother. Um, my, my grandma, she passed away in 2008, I believe she's like 88, 89 years old. Um, the last like 15 years of her life, like two or three different types of cancer, had a couple strokes, had diabetes, had high blood pressure, like had all the things just compounding one after the other. That's right? like a gauntlet, man. And that woman, that woman walked around with a smile on her face, just grateful for every day that she had. And, and, you know, that I carry that with me because I'm like, if that lady who had every right to bitch and moan about whatever she wanted at that point, yeah, no doubt. If she could walk around happy and grateful, well, what the fuck am I going to complain about? <laughs> I you know, I've never, I've never been homeless. I always have food in the fridge. I always got, you know, clothes on my back. Like, I don't have anything to bitch and moan about. So right. it really, like, her spirit was, was passionate about literally being alive. Mm-hmm. So in everything that I do, I just, you know, I operate in a way that I bring that passion with me. So whether it's coaching my clients in the gym, whether it's coaching other fitness coaches, whether it's doing business coaching, like whatever it is, like, I'm so grateful to be alive and have the opportunity that, I have. you know, you know, if you were born in the state, fucking lottery, number one. Yeah. So true. there's that, mm-hmm. you know, like you know, we're, we're in the top 1% of probably 1% in the world. If you want to think about it, absolutely. There's probably a good 7 billion people that wouldn't mind trading places with me right now. Mm-hmm. And I, and I know that, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very aware of that. So, you know, again, like my, my goal here is to make an impact. So I need to live with passion in order to do that. Cause you don't want to follow somebody that's, you know, Mr. Magoo. Like, no, no. You guys, you guys, I hope you guys at home are listening to this and taking in everything that Mark is sharing. Um, and he's sharing one of the uh, one of the foundational blocks of something that I've found through the same group that we're in, which is gratitude. And it's it's being thankful for the things you've got, being thankful for the place in life that you're at. And uh, man, there's always somebody with it uh, that's got it worse off than you. And uh, man, when I look back at the things that I've accomplished, I you know I'm not where I want to be, and I I doubt you're where you want to be. Um, but people look up to us as as guys that have uh, have have made an impression and made an impact. And I look back and I go, man, I'm grateful for the steps that I've taken. I'm grateful for the failures, and I'm I'm grateful to be sitting here in America, in the top one percent of the world. And um, a, a lot of you guys are in danger of uh, losing track of that. So I know it sounds hocus pocus. Um, and I know it sounds a little hippie, but uh, Mark is testament to the fact that uh, just being grateful for the things you've got um, is, is a really good platform to start your day out on. So I've got a, a few more questions, quite a few more questions. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> bring them. Bring them. Bring them. All right. Um, <clears throat> so I want to know as a small business owner, because you, you transitioned to that. Oh, what, five, six years ago to get in that own gym and everything else. We've already covered uh, a little bit of the uh, the bedlam that is uh, the, uh, the what could possibly go wrong mentality of small business owners. But for somebody just starting out in business, what are the biggest challenges you, you see uh, for business owners that are starting out? Um, a few things. So number one, money. I mean, that you can't ever have enough money. That's true. <laughs> ever. And, and whatever, whatever you think you're going to make, you're not going to make it. So just plan on that. 
like, I yeah. mean, that's the reality. You know, you could do all the sheets and all the projections and then you get in the real thing and you're like, oh shit, that didn't, none of that happened. Uh-oh. Oh my God, I'm uh, laughing because it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's uh, so there's that. That is that is very true. <laughs> um, all those projections. Oh God, yeah. Um, and I'm I'm laughing from the the, the pain of experience, and uh, I think that's where that comes from for you, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, so but, you know, top, I, top tip: I, get more money. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good like job. As much as you could possibly have in the bank when you start something. Um, but I, I think the other thing is is the mindset side and you know david goggins if you don't know who he is look Mm -hmm. him up but you know he talks about callousing the mind yeah and you know we live in such a comfortable environment there's this toughness that's been lost with a lot of people because we haven't had to endure anything like always talk about yeah, the power went out the sweet side of things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like like we're we're never I'm never five minutes away from food. No. Anytime I want food, I can have it in my mouth within five minutes. Correct. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, oh man, I'm so hungry. Like, really? Are you really that hungry? You know, and again, I'm guilty of it. Like, oh my gosh, I feel lightheaded. Well, go fucking eat something. Like, you know, <laughs> it's not that hard. That's the but, truth. but understanding that, you know, there's going to be things that you have to deal with and there's going to be a version of you that you're going to have to find that takes you to where you want to go because who you are today mm-hmm. is not going to get you where you want to go. No, and, you're right. And the bigger your goals are and the bigger your dreams are and the bigger your impact is, the more you have to grow. And it doesn't mean it changes who you are. You know, I, again, I've been guilty of it before. Well, I don't want to change. I like who I am. Okay. <laughs> well, that's great. But where yeah, has that got you? Well, it got me here. And I don't want to be here. I want to be there. So something's got to change in between here and there for me to get there. And, and, I, and I don't think, you know, again, it goes back to that. Well, I, you know, I just really love this and I'm going to make it work. Okay. Well, that's great. But you got to have, you got to have some tools in the bag in order yeah. to help you. But a lot of people use those as excuses, man. They use that oh, "I'm happy here" as an excuse, whereas really they're not happy. They they want a little bit more. They they want something to to happen, and they're using that. Well, I'm happy here as a kind of a crutch for their uh, their failures. Is is what I find. The, the more I listen to people, the more everybody's got kind of the same uh, kind of the same stories. You know, it doesn't matter what business they're in. Yeah, and it's interesting because it's usually fear, and it's not always fear yes. of failure. Sometimes it's fear of success, mm-hmm. which used to be a really odd concept to me until I saw it played out over and over and over again. Because what happens is, you know, let's say that, that you know, Sam, like you just blow up, like you're this big, like they give you the TV show and now you're flipping shit on, on mm-hmm. HGTV and all that. But now you got to live up to that. Yeah. And you have to keep living up to that. Mm-hmm. And some people aren't built for that. Well, and, and so it becomes this challenge of like, oh shit! If I'm successful once, I have to be successful again, all the time, again, yeah, and again, and it's fearful. So you know, most people just go, I'll just, I'll just be down here and I'll just stay safe and, and be fine here. But well, you know, that, it's it's rough. Once once I committed to it, that's it. I was in. I mean, and I don't want to wake up and be uh, 
Sam the Realtor and Facebook Sam and the Small Business Surgeon every single day. But, um, you know, I do like it. And as part of Apex, you've got to represent what winning looks like at all times. And yes, so sir. that's what inspires me to keep going. It's what inspires me to keep succeeding and keep going to the gym and keep eating right and, you know, keep working on all this stuff is because I've already got to a point where people expect it of me. And now to turn around and to go and gain 40 pounds or to fail in a business or to, you know, do something that doesn't align with my core values, that doesn't just let me down. That lets down every single person watching, every single person listening. And it lets down all you guys in Apex because I'm part of this little team with you guys as well. I can't let any of those down. So uh, it's, it's almost forced accountability, which is uh, a lot of business owners could use a little more of that. You know? Yeah, and and I and I will speak again from from experience. Like something that held me back for a really long time was not having the right people around me. And and it wasn't that I had the wrong people around me. I didn't have anyone around me. You know, I didn't have people that I could go to and talk to about my business. I didn't have people that I trusted to go. Hey, I'm really struggling with this right now. Like, can you give me some insight? Like, I was just trying to wing it. And I was surrounded by people who were also trying to wing it and I wasn't getting anywhere. You know, there were several years where it was just this, I was on Groundhog Day, but the year after year yeah. after year. But did you have the mentality? I, yeah, you know, I finally sought coaching and figured out, oh, there's people out there that can help me. And not only that, but I realized that every time I invested money in myself, mm -hmm. it came back tenfold. Uh, man, it, that, that's the hardest lesson to learn. It, it is because you're looking at those it, coaching bills. You know, because some of us, you know, we invest a lot of money mm -hmm. in, in our personal coaching and groups. And you're like, man, I don't even know how I'm going to afford this. But there, there's something to be said about betting you have a winning mindset. Oh, yeah. And when you're willing to put that money on the line and put it back against the wall and go, you know what? Like, I'm either going to make this happen or I'm going to make it happen. Like, you mm -hmm. figure it out. And then, quote, unquote, all of a sudden you know, these opportunities come yep. your way and these people show up in your lives and, and it's no coincidence, but it's, it's the mindset behind it going, no, I'm, I'm going to make this happen because I know it's what I need to get to the next step. But you know, it doesn't make it easy. That's, that's, that's there's, every there's day. Faith that you have to have in yourself. Did you ever have the, <laughs> did you ever have the mindset? I mean, shit, I'm there every day. Like I, I cannot fail at this. I've got to keep going. I've got to commit, but did you ever have the mindset that you know a lot of business owners have in that i'm the only one that can do this i'm going to carry this weight this is mine because i i noticed you said you didn't have anyone to reach out to or talk to and i spent years and i wish i could undo this but i can't now i mean i'm i'm, I'm over it i'm through it but i spent years trying to carry all that weight by myself did you ever do that same mistake oh yeah like you know nobody can train as good as me and nobody can do this and nobody <laughs> can do that and it, you know it's it, I don't know whether it's ego or like, I'm not even really sure where that comes from for a lot of us. I think, you know, when you do something for so long and you hone your craft mm -hmm. as far as the skill set of what you're providing for people, it does get difficult to duplicate that. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you're really treating it like a business and you're saying, okay, how can I scale this? How can I make a bigger impact? You have to be willing to let go a little bit of that in order to get to that next level. And, and so, you know, I, I think, you know, especially as I grow my gym and I know I need to outsource some of the coaching, even, 
you know, part of me is like, but that's, that's my baby, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, my, I don't want to sure. give that up, but I'm like, okay, well, what do you want then? Do you want to keep waking up and going to the gym at 5.00 AM every single day for the next God knows how long, or would you rather scale that to give yourself a little freedom and be able to help more people? So, you know, being clear on your vision and, and what you're trying to accomplish is, is critical in, in business growth, once you've established yourself in, in what you do and how you do it. But look, you know, Bezos isn't selling books out of his garage anymore. Correct. Yeah. And even if he loves selling books out of his garage, I don't think he, he'd care to do that right now. Pretty, <laughs> he's pretty sure he's making, he's making sharks with uh, laser beams attached to their heads right now. I think that's what he's up to. <laughs> Him and, him and Elon are on a race to God knows where. I know. I'm, I'm enjoying watching, to be honest. I mean, I want to see who wins. I want to see what we get out of it. You know, I, 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 I will lay money on Elon coming up with a working Iron Man suit before Bezos does. <laughs> I, I think it's, that's what uh, he's going to do. I, I, love it. I love it, too, because it really is, again, that's a mindset thing right there, right? Like, we look at those guys and I'm like, man, look at what's possible. Mm-hmm. Like, if they can do it, another human can do it as well. And somebody else will come along and be a, a half a trillionaire before we know it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But you know, so many people hate on those guys, but they're revolutionizing the world with the things that they're doing and, and probably revolution revolutionizing outside of our world, you know, going to Mars and all this other crazy stuff. But you know, it's, it, it's, it is inspiring to look at people like that and go, wow. Okay. If that guy can do that, surely I can surely do whatever. I just do this a little bit. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, but that transitions nicely into staying alive and living a long time. Um, so you, I'm imagining you coach a lot of business owners, you coach a lot of entrepreneurs in your gym. Do you see any trends within uh, us as a category? Because um, I'd like to know some things, and I'm sure my listeners would too, I'd like to know some things that business owners can do by themselves to kind of get control of their health. Um, because when I've been successful in business before, I have uh, I've gained a lot of weight. Um, I've lost a lot of fitness, and um, you know, obviously, I've uh, spent quite a little bit of time drinking too much as well. So, what are some things that business owners should be doing in regards to their health? Um, number one, and I'm just going to speak to the people that I I personally work with and the characteristics that I see repeated over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Number one, they're all up early. And, and, you know, early's relative. I get it. Like, you know, it, whatever, whatever 15 to 18 hours a day you're awake, it's the same. I understand that. But there's something about being up early before most of the world mm-hmm. and, and accomplishing things in those two to three hours before the world is awake. Yes. that gives you that competitive edge. And even if it's just mentally knowing that, hey, by seven o'clock, like, I've gotten up, I've meditated, I've read, I've worked out, I've drank some water and I ate a healthy breakfast. Exactly. And everyone else is just now waking up. Dude, the shift in my life when, cause I was like everybody else, I'd roll out of bed just in time to get the kids to school, just in time to get to the office and just peel back my eyelids and drink some coffee. And <laughs> I've just, just, it's just what you do, it's, it's comfortable. I'm gonna hit snooze six times. But since changing to somebody that now gets up at God, between 5 and 5.15, depending on how many times I hit snooze, <laughs> and that has got my workout in and that has drunk a bunch of water and got my shower done by 7 o'clock and I leave the house. Just the mental edge of having that, that, that extra two hours. And, yeah, I'm in bed by 10 every night, sure. But, shit, 10 to 5 is like seven hours sleep. That's yep. good enough, right? 
So, yeah, sorry, plenty. continue. Tell us what else your guys do, man. Um, you know, the, the your group matters. Mm-hmm. And, and I think when you, you know, you mentioned like, okay, I, my, I got successful. I gained all this weight. I bet if you looked around at the business people around you at the time, they were probably all very similar. Yeah. You know, they were probably, yeah. all, they'll go out and drink with you and oh, they'll yeah. go out and eat food with you and yep. all those things. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when you look at, like you said, you walk into that room of apex people, mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, everybody in here is in shape. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I mean, we got literal bodybuilders in the room. We got literal, you know, fantasy novel cover models in the room. Yeah. Like, I mean, literal, not like, oh, he could be. No, that no, guy he, does. That. He is. Yeah. That, yeah. that guy does get on stage. That guy does compete. Mm-hmm. That female does compete. And then you and got so Danny you- looking like Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you start getting into that realm. Yeah. And there's it's not even peer pressure. It's just, well, OK, these people are holding themselves to a higher standard. And, and I'm saying I belong in this group and I want to feel like I belong mm-hmm. in this group. Well, fuck, I need to up my game. You're exactly right. And, and looking at these guys and listening to their stories and getting to know them, you realize the only difference between uh, you and them is that they committed to the process a lot earlier than you did. And they got out of bed early and they've been doing it for 10 years. You know, yeah. That's really the only difference. But you it know, does, our, uh, that group, our, man. Yeah, you know, our... our fearless leader, Ryan Stuman, you know, we were talking in the gym one day and, you know, he's worked out his entire life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, from the time he was a teen through prison, whatever, like that dude never misses a workout. And, and so it literally just is part of who he is. Like, you know, that's the other thing is we're not, we're not training for something. We're not trying to get in shape for the wedding or get in shape for the, for the vacation. And all those things are fine. And there's nothing wrong with having those short-term goals. Right. But but overall, what you just said is true, is that all these people have committed to living a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So exercise is a part of what they do. Eating healthy is a part of what they do. It's in the forefront of their mind. You know, when we go out to eat, we're a little more mindful of how much am I eating? How much am I consuming? How much am I drinking? Okay, well, I had a drink yesterday, so maybe I won't have one tonight and tomorrow. You know, and again, nothing's ever off limits. But, you know, there's things that are socially acceptable that are not going to get you to the most elite version of yourself. And, and there's plenty of people who drink on a regular basis. Again, I'm not judging anybody, but if you want to be in really good shape, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. I promise you. <laughs> so, you know, the consistency of showing up, working hard, you know, paying attention to your consumption, getting up early, and, and then really that, that work ethic that comes with all this, I've said it for years. I can tell with almost 100% certainty, I can tell how someone operates in the real world by how they work out in the gym. Are they working till the clock's over? Are they, are they doing all the reps? Are they going back for more weight? Because they're like, you know what? This is a little bit light. I think I can do a little bit more. You know, hey, you got anything else for me? Like Stuman, almost every day, he's like, got anything else for me? Like, <laughs> because he wants to be done, but he knows if we're not done, then he's not done. Right. Simple as that. So it's that mindset of I'm willing to do the work and, you know, I'll say suffer, but you know, I'm willing to suffer through the workout because I know the reward that comes on the other end. And so that gets reflected in everything we do. 
you know, that gets reflected in, do you make the extra call? Do you do one more follow-up email, one more follow-up text, one more Facebook post, like all, one more funnel, one, whatever, all those things get reflected in the way that we work out. So, you know, the the, the consistent habits that I see of all those people, there's no doubt in my mind why they're so successful in whatever they're doing you know, out in the real world, in the business world, in their relationships, it all translates. You heard it there first, guys. Success all starts with waking up early and uh, going to the gym, according to Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it really does. And uh, even the mornings I don't go to the gym, I always uh, always go out and walk. Obviously, this week being the exception, I didn't fancy it at nine degrees uh, this week <laughs> in Texas. But um, yeah, Getting up early and getting shit done is uh, is tantamount to succeeding in business. So, Mark, before we wrap up today, just tell me a little bit again about your programs and about where folks can uh, can find you online, man. Yeah, so you know, if you're in the Frisco, Texas, Northwest Frisco, Texas area, I do have mm-hmm. a brick and mortar gym. I swear to God, like, there's so many people that live in this area. If you're about four miles away from me, you're probably 20 minutes away. <laughs> so I, you know, yeah. I'm, there's a small pocket of people that I pull from. And then outside of that, like you're, not, you're probably not going to show up to the gym consistently. Um, but I do offer online coaching. I have a whole system. I have an app that I use. It delivers the workouts, pictures, videos, descriptions, all those things. I do nutrition coaching as well. Um, as we mentioned earlier, I coach other fitness coaches and, you know, really my, I don't know if you have a word for the year, you know, my, my wife, and I do this every year now, you know, you have this theme uh-huh. and in my theme for this year was evolution. And, and what's happening is like, I got a book that's going to be out soon. So if you're listening to this, probably eh, maybe a month or so from now, like yeah. the make good choices book is going to be out. You'll be able to snag that. And, and again, when you talk about where's, where's the next step, like, I know I need to evolve as a person, I need to evolve as a husband, as a father, as a business owner, as a coach in order to continue my growth. So, you know, I don't care what it is, whether it's in the gym or online or coaching other coaches or coaching business people or whatever it may be. Like I'm truly just on this path of, of serving other people and utilizing all the mistakes that I've made over the years mm-hmm. and all the ups and downs to go, Hey, I know what you're, I know what you're dealing with. Let's reframe that. Hey, how can you, how can you, you know, solve this problem with a different mindset? Because the problems are the problems. They're always going to be there, but, you know, controlling what, what's going on in our head and our reactions and our thoughts to them or what's really in our power. So, you know, I, I'm just, I'm more clear now than I've ever been on what my purpose is in this world. Mm-hmm. And, and I just keep my, my eyes and ears open to everything coming my way and make sure that I can just serve people. So, um, you Dude, know, I probably the, e- the easiest way to get a hold of me is on Facebook. If you're on there, um, my, my profile's open. I still got room for friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll add, I'll add all that to the show notes. So folks can, uh, so folks, so folks can um, find you. And I, I, and, for you European folks, for the European folks, by the way, it's Mark Z Fitness that you'll find him under, not not Mark Z. <laughs> I had to make a point of that. Oh Let gosh. everybody know. Look at the Mark I Z. About that. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and I, I have a link that I'll give you, Sam, that's got like all my yes. contact. Like yes, I got a Facebook sure. group and you can book a call with me and you can text me. Like, I don't care. My number's <laughs> been out in the public for like 22 years now. So shoot me a text. I don't give a shit. Um, but you know, I just, I love connecting with people and, and I love, I love doing things like this, you know, where we just get to kind of hang out and, and have a chat and hopefully provide value for people. And, you know, here, here's the takeaway I think is that, Anytime I listen to a podcast or read a book or go to a meeting or whatever, usually all I'm looking for is just one thing. You know, you can't absorb mm-hmm. everything too yeah. much, but if you can, if just one thing resonates with you, then take action on it and whatever that action may look like. And maybe it's just truly thinking something differently. You know, we talked about gratitude before, you yeah. know, if you're listening to this and you don't, you don't do that on a daily basis, I really encourage you get out some pen and paper and every morning just wake up and write down a couple of things you're grateful for. It will, it will change your life. And there's studies on gratitude, like clinical studies about how, how much it will shift somebody's perspective and mindset on life in general. Man, I never uh, shut up about it. I love it. Now I found it. I, I resisted it for so many years. I, I regret <laughs> that, but now I've found it and now I stick to it. Uh, it did. It took about a month worth of writing that shit out every day. And now I, I never miss a day, man. I, I never do. It's it's absolutely um, as, as hippie as it sounds. It's it's just it's phenomenal. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, um, yeah. You know, we'll, we'll get all the links and stuff that you can share with your audience. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. You know, I just encourage anybody to reach out. And uh, if you got a podcast, I'll be on your podcast, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, thank you so much for coming on, Mark. Um, I can't wait to become one of your paid clients and uh, actually see some results from the online stuff you do. You've got an awesome program, both in person and on the internet. Guys, that has been Mark Zalmanoff with Mark Z Fitness and Nutrition. Um, if you've liked what he said today, be sure and go check his stuff out and then jump on over to iTunes. Do us both a favor and leave a five-star review so other people can find the show. All right. That's it from me and from Mark. We appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you on on the uh, Small Business Surgeon, same time next week. You'll take care. Thank you. This has been the Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you made it this far, you clearly liked it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share it with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week. The Small Business Surgeon was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com. Ooh, yeah.